Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Maverick gets a robot rooster, your news update, and we talk AI and AI talks back on this edition of State of the Band's Weekend starting right now. Hello and welcome to Arbitrage Weekend for July 30th, 2022. I'm Joshua Stark. Maverick's next wingman could be a drone. In the movies, fighter pilots are depicted as highly trained military aviators with the skills and experience to defeat adversaries in thrilling aerial dogfights. New technologies, though, are set to redefine what it means to be a top gun as algorithms, data, and machines take on a bigger role in the cockpit changes hinted at in Top Gun Maverick. A lot of people talk about, you know, the way of the future, possibly taking the pilot out of the aircraft, said First Lieutenant Walker Gale, an F-35 pilot with the U.S. 46th Fighter Wing based at RAF Lake and Heath. Dear arbitrators, here's good morning. Twitter reported a quarterly loss Friday and declining revenue caught Wall Street off guard with the number of people using the platform on the rise. The latest quarterly earnings figures offered a glimpse into how the social media platform has performed during a months-long negotiation with billionaire and Tesla CEO Elon Musk after he said he would buy the company then changed his mind. It was worse than industry analysts had anticipated. The company lost $270 million in the April-June period, or about $0.08 per share. Wall Street was expecting a per-share profit of $0.14, according to a poll by FactSet. Inflation has crimped advertising, spending, and that was a huge drag on Twitter's quarterly revenue, which slid 1% to $1.16 billion. The company also cited uncertainty over the acquisition by Musk. The Russian central bank slashed its key interest rate Friday just a month after dropping it to where it was before sending troops into Ukraine, saying inflation is still easing partly as consumer demand falls. The bank lowered its key rate by 1.5 percentage points to 8%. It said inflation expectations have significantly decreased, reaching spring 2021 levels while a decline in business activity was slower than expected in June. However, the external environment for the Russian economy remains challenging and continues to significantly constrain economic activity, the central bank said in a statement. It had hiked the rate as high as 20% in the wake of the February 24th military operation in Ukraine and the resulting Western sanctions that restrict dealings with Russian banks, individuals, and companies. A Vermont family's chicken is back home after hitching a ride in the undercarriage of their pickup truck and ending 13 miles away in the state's largest city late last month, a journey that included speeds of 65 miles an hour 
on an interstate. Someone having coffee on Burlington's Church Street Marketplace, an outdoor pedestrian mall, spotted the chicken and knew the bird was in a predicament, WCAX-TV reported. That's a chicken. That's a chicken on Church Street, and I don't know why it's here, Lo Fasano told the news station. What can I do now, aside from find who it belongs to, Fasano called rehabilitators, Shelburne Farms, and the police. They said they don't do chickens, Fasano said. So Fasano took the chicken home, gave her food and a place to nest, and turned to social media. A Facebook post led to finding the chicken's owners in Heinsburg who were worried about the lost hen. The chicken is now home. More after this on Arbitrage State of the Band's Weekend. It's Thursday night and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad this Council. This week's State of the Bands blog includes Taste the Cancer, War is Heck, it's a family show, come on. And Royce and I talk AI, all this and more in this week's State of the Bands blog, available now at arbitragetrade.com. Now let's go to the president and CEO of Arbitrage, Mr. Royce Wells, for more. Royce, have you tasted the rainbow lately? Um, I like giggles. Which are? Are generic Skittles. Well, we're talking Skittles right now. Okay, well, uh, I thought so, based on that slogan. Uh <laughs> But uh, what's, what's up with Skittles? What are they doing? So basically there's a guy in California who is trying to get together a class action lawsuit because he believes that Skittles contain a carcinogen, carcinogen known as titanium dioxide. No, Wait a minute. Didn't Europe ban that? Yeah, known to the people of California as a carcinogen. Yeah, it could be. But how many people agree with him? Well, okay, so the European Union, you're right, they banned it. They said, hey, look, we need to have a better understanding of this before we uh, put it in our bodies. And as far as that's concerned, what they call genotoxicity is a possibility. Couldn't be ruled out for titanium dioxide. Therefore, products containing titanium dioxide weren't considered safe for human consumption. Now... This year, the UK Food Standards Agency and Food Standards Scotland announced that they disagreed with this and didn't participate in the ban. Okay. Well, that's cool. That means you can have Skittles in the UK. All right. I like well, this. Well, due to Brexit, yeah, because the UK is separate from the EU. So this makes the US basically not the only country to have a ban on titanium dioxide in place, right? Yeah. So back in 2015, we had Dunkin' Donuts. Apparently, some of their products were made with titanium dioxide, and they've Say voluntarily it's not so. 
Yeah, they voluntarily got rid of this stuff. Well, at least they were responsible, it looks like. Well, yeah, yeah. But the 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 current evidence currently, um, you know, Canada's kind of kind of going, eh. And if you're hesitant, you're kind of in the Canadian uh, Canadian thought. What you talking about? <laughs> no. So oh. what is titanium dioxide? Titanium dioxide is a pigment. It is white, uh, which is used in basically two-thirds of all pigments, i.e. sunscreen, food coloring, that sort of thing. So and paper and plastics, of all things. Oh, wow. Okay. So titanium dioxide, if it is carcinogenic, that's a bad thing because it's in a lot of things that we consume, a lot of things that we touch, a lot of things that we use. But it hasn't been confirmed to be carcinogenic. Hasn't been confirmed. However, uh, Mars Incorporated uh, has has looked into this and they're talking about it. Because of the lawsuit, uh, people think that Mars is aware of the dangers and should have banned it in like 2019 when France banned it. Ooh, that doesn't sound good. Uh, but have they ran any tests on animals or anything like that to, to, to prove that it's one way good or bad? Well, here's the thing. Testing is coming, I'm sure. But uh, for right now, uh, as a whole, we're just looking to see what's going to happen. And we'll see what happens next on Arbitrage State of the Bands weekend. Stick around. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that we can give our daughters everything they need to grow and learn. But not every child can focus on classes and play dates. Nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. face hunger. That's one in six. School lunch might be their only meal each day. And it's heartbreaking to imagine any child going to bed hungry. We're dreaming of a perfect day when kids can smile, play, and just be kids without worrying about where their next meal will come from. Feeding America is working to make that perfect day a reality. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste. That food is given to families and children in need. Being a kid should be about doing things that make an ordinary day extraordinary. Learning to play an instrument, building a sandcastle, hosting tea parties. Hunger should never be an obstacle to growing up. You can help end childhood hunger in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. A tech millionaire offered to buy it. A U.S. senator suggested the government should force manufacturers to make it. But so far, Klondike isn't budging from its plan to discontinue the Choco Taco. Klondike confirmed Tuesday that the summer treat is being pulled from ice cream trucks, convenience stores, and grocery shelves. Over the past two years, we have experienced an unprecedented spike in demand across our portfolio and have had to make tough decisions to ensure availability of our full portfolio nationwide, a Klondike representative said in an email. A necessary but unfortunate part of this process is that sometimes we must discontinue products, even a beloved item like Choco Taco. The news came just days after ice cream maker Good Humor confirmed the demise of another nostalgia-steep favorite, Toasted Almond Bars. Good Humor also cited production problems, saying it sometimes has to discontinue slower sellers in order to ensure distribution of more popular treats. 
Klondike, which is owned by London-based Unilever, continues to sell cones, shakes, and its signature Klondike bar nationwide. The Choco Taco, invented in 1983 by a former ice cream truck driver, is a waffle cone shaped like a taco shell filled with fudge-swirled ice cream. It's dipped in chocolate and peanuts. The news of its demise sent some Twitter users into a meltdown. There are bad decisions like getting a face tattoo or French kissing an alligator. Then there are horrifically bad, inexcusable decisions like discontinuing the Choco Taco, one fan tweeted. Multi-millionaire Reddit co-founder Alexis Ohanian called out Unilever on Twitter. I'd like to buy the rights to your Choco Taco and keep it from melting away from future generations' childhoods, Ohanian tweeted. Unilever didn't appear to respond. U.S. Senator Chris Murphy, a Connecticut Democrat, tweeted that he would invoke the Defense Production Act to mandate continued manufacture of Choco Tacos. Klondike seemed to realize it had stuck, struck a nerve. In a later tweet Tuesday, the company said it was working hard to find a way to bring Choco Taco back to ice cream trucks in the coming years. One place the Choco Taco might show up? Taco Bell. In February, the restaurant chain announced a collaboration with Klondike, testing Choco Taco sales in 20 locations in Los Angeles and Milwaukee. It was a welcome return for fans. Taco Bell used to sell Choco Tacos and took them off their menu in 2015. Okay, gang. So, chances are there'll never be an emergency ever, ever again. Mm -hmm. But, just in case, let's talk about a plan. Okay. So, who's going to do what? Anyone? Uh... Yeah, okay, perfect. We'll figure it out as we go. So, who is going to grab the go bag? What's a go bag? It is a bag we do not have that is filled with things we really, really need in an emergency. Guess we won't have to worry about it then. Ah, good point. So, uh, we all know who to call if something happens then, right? I'd have to call Jill, Devin, Melissa, Karen, and Bruce. And I will try to call all of you, but Greg doesn't have a cell phone. Dad's phone will have a dead battery. No doubt. And Julie will be on the phone with Jill, Devin, Melissa, Karen, and Bruce. Well, this is great. <laughs> I am so glad that we don't have a plan. I know. Winging it is not an emergency plan. Make sure your kids know what to do during an emergency. Who to call, where to meet, what to pack. Visit ready.gov kids for tips and information. A public service announcement brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Okay, so Sarah, I'm dropping you off at Emily's? Yep. And Josh, you're going to? Soccer, Dad. Soccer practice. Right. Oh, by the way, I just wanted to let you know when I pick you both up, I'll be wearing my short shorts. What? No! Yep. And my dorky dad hat, and I'm gonna do my dad dance for all your friends. They'll love it! Seriously? Why? Because I like my short shorts. Of course, I could be talked out of it if you guys would just buckle up your seatbelts without giving me a hard time. It's important to get your kids to buckle up for safety, no matter what it takes. And sometimes, all it takes is your parental powers of persuasion. Okay, okay, we're buckling up. See, all buckled. Good choice. I'll just have to do my dad dance at dinner time. What, what? No! Do what you have to to make sure your kids are wearing their seatbelts, even on short drives. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Royce, we're all experiencing pain at the pump. How was, uh, how was your fill-up on your car the other day? Uh, about 80 dollars. Yeah, I had about a $75 fill-up myself. But that's premium gas, right? Yeah, right. That's the cheapest of the cheap. Well, yeah, you've got you've got a car that can take regular unleaded. Yes, I'm, I'm a I'm a prima donna when it comes to that. It has to be premium or nothing else. Well, diesel, if you haven't noticed, is more expensive than the most expensive premium gas. Yes, I can't wait to see the next Fast and the Furious movie. <laughs> Two Huffies and a Schwinn. Dude, not that diesel. Oh. Oh. All right. Ah, Vin (laughs) Diesel. Thank you so much for that one. Hey, you're welcome. So these days, uh, these days the national average of diesel is $5.50 a gallon as opposed to $4.75 for premium and around $4.30 for regular unleaded. The thing is, is that a year ago, we were looking at diesel at 327. Yeah, that's definitely going to hurt the supply chain. Uh, and like I said, regular regular gas right now is 447. Here's the problem with that. You are correct. It is going to disrupt the uh, supply chain, which is going to trickle down to consumers, which is going to make products more expensive. And the thing is, is that you can do things to mitigate that. I saw a, a a hopper truck in the Kroger line the other day, so I'm assuming they're getting wow. points. They're hey. getting points on their gas, man. Hey, wherever you can find a penny, save a penny. Right, right. Well, everything is up right around uh, for for diesel fuel. Uh, it's up to uh, 68% from what it was a year ago. Regular fuel up 41% a year ago. And they've eased slightly in the last few weeks, but diesel has become chronically high. Oh, and by the way, Avgas, holy mackerel, it's at $8 a gallon. Sounds like I don't need a vehicle that carries that. Yeah, we're not talking about that right now. So, so <laughs> diesel for for independent truckers especially it's 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 hurting a lot, and so that price trickles down to consumers, and we'll see a lot of prices pushing things like grain up, pushing things like food up and goods and prices. 
Uh, consumer prices soared eight nine. Sorry, so consumer prices soared nine point one percent in June compared to twelve months earlier. Uh, is what the government said last week. Yeah. And I was talking to a friend of mine who's a farmer, and he said that basically he's expecting a dozen eggs to cost $12 by the end of the year. That's insane. Yeah. That's absolutely insane. So That's the only way they can get a profit, and that's the only way they can buy more goods to be able to plant and do the stuff for the next year. So what are you going to do? Well, we can lobby OPEC to open the fuel reserves a little bit. We yep. can also uh, take a look at government spending and see how that uh, that impacts our... But don't uh, we have a huge oil reserve? Why aren't we tapping into that? That is a very good question, sir. One of many we will be answering, hopefully, in the next few weeks, months of this. Don't know. Stick around. We'll find out. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Britain shattered its record for highest temperature ever, registered amid a high heat wave that has seared swaths of Europe. As the UK's national weather forecaster said, such highs are now a fact of life in a country ill-prepared for such extremes. The typically temperate nation was just the latest to be walloped by unusually hot, dry weather that has triggered wildfires from Portugal to the Balkans and led to hundreds of heat-related deaths. The UK Met Office Weather Agency registered a provisional reading of 40.3 degrees Celsius, that's 104.5 for us who use Fahrenheit, at Coningsby in eastern England, breaking the record set just hours earlier before last Tuesday, the highest temperature recorded in Britain was 38.7 C, or 101.7 Fahrenheit, set in 2019. By later afternoon, 29 places in the UK had broken the record. As the nation watched with a combination of horror and fascination, Met Office Chief Scientist Stephen Belcher said such temperatures in Britain were virtually impossible the sweltering weather has disrupted travel, healthcare, and schools. Many homes, small businesses, and even public buildings, including hospitals in Britain, don't have air conditioning, a reflection of how unusual such heat in the country is better known for rain and mild temperatures. The intense heat since last Monday has damaged the runway at London's Luton Airport, forcing it to shut for several hours and warped a main road in eastern England, leaving it looking like a skate park. 
police said. Major train stations were shut down or near empty last Tuesday as trains were canceled or ran at low speeds out of concerns that rails could buckle. London was faced with what Mayor Sadiq Khan called a huge surge in fires because of the heat. The London Fire Brigade listed 10 major blazes it was fighting across the city Tuesday, half of them grass fires. Images showing several houses engulfed in flames as smoke billowed from burning fields in Winnington, a village on the eastern outskirts of London. Sales of fans at one retailer, Asda, increased by 1,300%. Electric fans cooled the traditional mounted troops of the household cavalry as they stood guard in central London in heavy ceremonial uniforms. Other guards reduced their duties to stay out of the sun. The capital's Hyde Park, normally busy with walkers, was eerily quiet except for the long lines to take a dip in Serpentine Lake. I'm going to my office because it's nice and cool, said geologist Tom Elliott, 31, after taking a swim. I'm cycling around instead of taking the tube. Even the stalwart Queen Elizabeth II carried on working. The 96-year-old monarch held a virtual audience with new U.S. Ambassador Jane Hartley from the safety of Windsor Castle, a huge chunk of England from London in the south to Manchester and Leeds in the north remained under the country's first red warning for extreme heat, meaning there is danger of death even for healthy people. Such dangers could be seen in Britain and across Europe. At least six people were reported to have drowned while trying to cool off in rivers, lakes, and reservoirs across the UK. More after this. Stick around. Try to stay cool. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. <laughs> the dad joke. Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting, a Teenager, Learning the Lingo. Jelly. Jelly adjective. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Royce, I was privileged enough to take an AI course with uh, Russell Norvig. Russell Norvig, if you don't know, developed the AI for the Google self-driving car. Oh, excellent. Pretty cool. Excellent. But the article that we're talking about today, or the thing that we're talking about today, happens to be something uh, that is really prevalent in today's customer service, uh, email, you know, email autofills and that sort of thing. It's called uh, natural language AI. Excellent. Uh, I think like uh, AI as a whole is made to get smarter. Right. I yeah. mean, over time, you show it more pictures, you show it more iteration, you show it more samples. It basically just gets smarter over time. And and 
I don't understand necessarily why people are afraid of that. Well, you, you kind of get into the black mirror realm with that. There's something called the Uncanny Valley. You don't want it to get too human. Because if it gets no, too human... No, smart does not necessarily yeah. mean human. Smart True. just means I recognize that that's a mousetrap or that's a car or that's a lady's face <laughs> or that's a, you know that's a gray hair, right? Shut up. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you were looking at me when you said that. No, I'm yeah, kidding. I'm kidding. Plenty of gray hairs. <laughs> so, Large sample size. <laughs> so there's a thing called GPT-3 based on uh, AI researchers uh, co-led by LaSalle uh, with help from the French government. And it's called GPT-3. It is a, a text-based uh, AI that you feed paragraphs of things into and you get a conversational AI. Yes, but once again it's pulling across a vast library of what are possible inputs and it's like, oh, these words are usually next to each other and when I see these n words in combination, I should probably reply with these words in combination because this is what I've seen previously. Right, probability. Yeah, it's literally yeah. all just statistics and it's literally just bean counting. Now, if you remember correctly, we did have an article probably last year talking about GPT-3 and a guy who fed his girlfriend's texts into GPT-3, and this helped him with her passing. Yes, because it felt like he was still talking to her. Because based on the sample size and everything that it had, it was able to mimic the type of response he would expect to see from her when he said the type of text that he fed to her. So, yeah. yeah. So there are, there are things that can be done with this, uh, customer service being one. If you use a Google Home or a Google Nest, you're familiar already with Google's answer to GPT-3. It's called Lambda. Yep. And it's acquainted. a natural language AI. If you, if you watch the demo videos of Lambda, it will literally call a person and make an appointment for you. Yeah. Convenience. Hey, the more convenient it is, the more invisible it is. It's like if, if you never have to ask for it, it, it's doing its service well. Right, right, exactly. And that's the argument here. Is it, is it going to take over the world? Or just make your life really, really convenient. Well, from OpenAI Josh and OpenAI Royce, <laughs> this has been State of the Bands Weekend. See y'all next time. Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC, is a privately held market research company. Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC, is solely responsible for the preparation and distribution of the content of this podcast. The opinions offered in this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to be investment advice. Seek a duly licensed professional for investment advice. For more information about the informational research and services offered by Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC, please visit Arbitrage 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 